Welcome to SWAT Radio here on Friday, October 14th. I'm David Gray and with my good friend Brad Sykes, and we are glad you've joined us here on SWAT Radio. Uh, if you're new to SWAT Radio, SWAT stands for Spiritual Warriors Advancing Truth. We are a daily Bible teaching, a Bible hopefully explaining, and, and, and a radio program where we seek to um, bring the scriptures, bring truth to our listeners. Uh, mainly to men, but of course everybody is welcome to listen, and and we are uh, hoping that by listening, you're you're uh, you'll be edified in the scriptures, be strengthened in your walk with the Lord, walk in your marriage and with your family, and in every area of life. So, Brad, that's a lot to uh, that's actually a lot to uh, espouse to, isn't it? A- amen. <laughs> well, that's uh, you know we we use a we are as you said a Bible teaching bible believing uh ministry and uh you know it's as the one who usually does the intros i use smoother than me no not at all second (laughs) timothy (laughs) second timothy 316 says all scripture is breathed out by god we believe that we also believe as as paul said to timothy that it's profitable for teaching for reproof for correction and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. You know, if you were to break down that verse, it's one of my wow. favorite verses. Because people have often said of Doug and myself, and probably even of you, do you guys worship the Bible? Uh, well, we worship the word that became flesh. Right. Uh, John 1 says, in the beginning was the word. And the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Right. Uh, so, no, we don't worship the Bible, the printed book, but we printed the one who breathed it out. Absolutely. We because, wor- he, yeah. because he says right here that it's profitable for teaching, reproof, correction, and I love that, training in righteousness. Yep. What are we here to do? We're to glorify God. How do we glorify God? By living righteously. Yeah. And how do we live live righteously? First of all, by knowing what he tells us or how he tells us to live. That's right. And that's what we find in in the scriptures. So you're right. We worship God, but we know him (laughs) and we know what he wants us to do through his word. That's right. Right. So um, anybody that you love and and like we've said it many times, you love and in this case, worship the only one that we worship you. How else are you going to know him if you don't? Spend time with him and, and know what his word says. Yeah, so. I, I, I love all, love that image. You know the the things that we love, we know them well. Yeah. Uh, I uh, many many of our listeners, you obviously know. Uh, my daughter had uh, twin girls. Finally, got some girls, got some grandgirls, <laughs> and uh, they have been in the hospital since uh, late September. And uh, here it is. What is it? October 14th. They just came home yesterday. Mm. And uh, actually, one of them came home on Wednesday. One of them came home yesterday. And uh, we don't know if they're identical, but they look like they're identical. And uh, I told my daughter this morning, you're going to have to find, you know, I'm just kind of texting with her, having fun with her. I said, 
you're going to have to find something different about them. Sure. And uh, it, it, had, it, it it just a freckle, a dimple, a shape of an ear. I, I don't know what it is. Well, that's going to require very study a study of that of those children. Of course, she she told me she painted one of their toenails a certain color so she would know what that's a which good one idea. Was that's I said, a yeah, good but that's idea. not going to last, right? Well, but you for know, now, yeah, that's for a now. good temporary measure because babies tend to look alike even when they're not well, identical. That's twins. true. They can that's look true. alike. And when you so have a bunch was, of them, you, now, you don't know how to call them. Now either. remind us: Are they two girls, two boys, one two, of each? Two girls. Oh, that's two right. Girls. Okay. Yep. Two, and what are their names? Two, two girls: Abigail, Abigail, uh, Elizabeth, and. Eden, Anna. Great names. Yeah. Yeah, great names. Well, I'm glad they're home. Everybody's doing okay? Everybody's doing well. Good. Uh, uh, Good. She texted uh, her her mama, my wife, last night, said, all seven kids are asleep at one time. (laughs) (laughs) It's like the Waltons over there. Oh, yeah. My family teases me because I still watch the Waltons sometimes. That's classic. It's It's classic TV. It's still a good show. I don't know. But but when I think of seven kids, man, that's... That's how, a lot did, of kids. how many did they have? They had seven. They had seven? Yeah, they okay. had seven. Well, so, well they're, those girls aren't going to be spoiled, are they? Yeah, those girls don't have a chance <laughs> because there are five boys older than them. And they are one, two, three, four, and five. Actually, uh, yeah, one, two, three, four, five years old. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah. Well, their grandparents, well, their parents and their big brothers especially their big brothers will alternately spoil them and drive them crazy but i got a feeling their grandparents will spoil them oh my goodness (laughs) yes that's what we do well and uh in fact i'll have to send james a uh james Grimm a a picture of the fort that i built them in the backyard it's not it's not 100 percent complete so i'm james if you're listening i'm hesitant to send it to you because I want to, I want to see the finished product on the break, David. I'll yeah. show you this thing I yeah. built for them. But I thought, you know, when they come over, and I don't know if you and your wife are this way, but it's like now that our kids are out of the house, uh, you know, and we had five kids, so we were we're a big family, and uh, it was it was just always crazy around our house. Our mm-hmm. kids all were athletic, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, two of the five were all divi- were Division One athletes, and. Uh, and so there was always something being thrown in the house, running through the house, <laughs> bouncing. Yeah. And and we didn't do – I mean, we have, we have a very nice house. God has blessed us. But it's like we didn't do a lot of upgrading to our house over the years with furniture and stuff like that. Why just because, bother? Right, exactly. <laughs> That's like shoveling snow yeah. in the snow. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. But now that the kids are all gone, uh, Vicki and I, over the last three or four years, have, you know, okay, we'll add this or we'll add that. And, you know, it's like – Oh wow! I got a rug in this room. This is really pretty. And then the five boys come marching in, yep. or six boys come come hauling in, and we're like, "No, don't touch that rug. <laughs> it's awful." Yeah, you you know that I'm always quoting my favorite sitcoms, and there's everybody loves Raymond, the Frank Barone character, the yes. gra- the grandfather. He's always saying that. He says. What are those kids doing over here? And they say, "Well, those are your grandchildren." He says, "They're touching my stuff." <laughs> <laughs> well, that uh, hence the fort in the backyard. There you go. That's a great idea. Uh, we were sitting in the backyard. I don't know. This was probably sometime in the spring, and uh, it was just a beautiful night. And uh, I thought, wouldn't it be great to have the grandkids over right now? And my wife said, well, "Where would they play?" Yeah. I said, good thought. I think I'll have to build something. And I'm not a builder. Uh, I'm sure they'll love it. Yeah. I got a text right before we came on from my oldest son, 
he has a four-year-old son, my grandson, James. Jay, I J- love that JD, name. we call him. He's <clears throat> James David. And uh, the text simply said, I found your grandson watching Pokemon on the couch at 4.30 this morning. <laughs> <clears throat> so he's – and he's he'll do this occasionally. They've had to put um, a lock. They have a freezer, a fridge and a freezer where the freezer's on the bottom. Okay, and, yeah. And they had to put a lock on that because they'd wake up – They'd find him out there at those kind of hours helping himself to a snack. And then <laughs> and the first time they put the lock on it, you know, it doesn't keep him out. It keeps me out. It took me an hour to figure out how to how to work the lock on oh, the refrigerator. I love it. So I it's, love it. it's not only kid proof, it's grandpa proof. Oh, man. Well, so. uh, isn't, it, isn't it great? I mean, being a grandpa is the best. It really is. It, it's I, I could not have known how it would be until it happened. Yeah. Well, we kind of got side. How did we get there? I don't oh, know. we're talking about. We were talking about uh, when you love somebody, you know them right. well, right? And you know, our love for the Lord didn't just come out of the blue. It came as we, as it's revealed in Scripture. Yeah. What has He done for you? And uh, and I, you know, I'm thinking we've got a lot to cover today. And I know you and I tackled. Uh, Doug had a guest on yesterday. And you and I were here on Wednesday, and Doug called me, I, think, I guess it was yesterday, and I told him, I said, look, we didn't get through everything we are supposed to get through, but we, but re- we'll, we rarely we'll do. <laughs> we'll, we'll tackle it today. In fact, we'll use kind of our format right. to do that. Right. But uh, we've been looking over this week, obviously, in Acts 17, if you've been tuned in. By the way, uh, SWAT stands for Spiritual Warriors Advancing truth and we are a bible teaching uh, ministry but ultimately you know I, I tell people often at least in america we are biblic we are both biblically illiterate and we are biblically obese and and meaning we are either don't know the word of god or we know it so well but we're not doing anything about it yeah and uh, which makes us fat. <laughs> yeah, and a great and, way to look at it. And I think it's there's an emphasis within SWAT is that Doug can get up and teach week after week after week. We can get on the radio day after day after day and exposit the Word of God. We can tell you what it means. We can explain it. We can look at the Greek and the Hebrew. We can work through all that. But at the end of it, the question is, so what? Yeah. What are you going to do with that? Right. Right. And and don't think that just and I'll speak for myself, you'll probably echo what I'm going to say, but don't think that just because I'm sitting in here once in a while on the radio uh, te- helping to teach through the Bible or talk through it or that I don't struggle with applying it. Oh, my goodness. it is an ongoing struggle and one that which, you know, God has to strengthen us in. Amen. Um, well, and we I, I feel like we've talked about this before. I know Doug and I have is that the value of teaching it is not because we practice it all the time. It's that it's a good room. Rem- Why do we spend time in the Word? Yeah. It's a reminder. Exactly. And uh, anyway, yeah, great point. I totally echo that. Well, we are going to take our first break, and then as we come back, we're going to do our uh, the, the Friday format that Brad mentioned where we're trying to work through the passage by asking some questions and responding to some questions. We hope it'll be a good model for, for you as you work through uh, Scripture yourself and disciple others. So come back after the break here on SWAT Radio, and we'll be in Act 17.
If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts and truck rental and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomneal.com. That's www.tomnehl.com. Welcome back to SWAT Radio, everyone. Glad you're with us here on Friday afternoon. Brad Sykes and David Gray coming to you from Jacksonville, Florida. We're glad you're listening wherever you are, whether on WMOX or WMER in Meridian, Mississippi, WPMH in Chesapeake, Virginia, the Lighthouse, or here locally on WTRJ in Jacksonville, also in St. Augustine on 91.9 and 91.3 in Folkestone, Georgia. Remember that you can listen via SWATradio.com or on the SWAT Radio app. And uh, SWATradio.com is a great resource for past programs. Um, I'm not sure. Are, are the programs from the beginning <coughs> yes. out there? Are they yes, all out they there? are. Yeah, thanks again, um, James. Grandma in Idaho who does this for us. And, uh, and as I, I say all the time, but... It's because it's always worth saying, if you've never gone to SWATradio.com and looked at James' daily recap, uh, where he puts one or two lines, maybe four or five bullet points on what was talked about for that program, uh, they are worth checking out the site just for that because they're really insightful and funny, and uh, James does a great job with that. So I, I, there might be some, you know, I might say something that I consider somewhat innocuous frankly most of what i say may be considered somewhat <laughs> innocuous but james will pick up on something that i don't even remember and then i'll read the recap and and it'll be there and uh, the way he phrases it just always cracks me up so thanks again to james for all he does it, so. it really he's such a blessing because as you know i mean can you know obviously i have a job i go to a job but i love coming in here i mean uh you know people have asked me you're still doing radio i said yeah uh, I mean, I did take a break for about a year, year and a half, uh, which was great, you know, but I do, I've told Doug this many times. It's like you and I left here on Wednesday. I was like, I so enjoyed just being with yeah, you. Yeah. And it's it, a great, it's a great, it, it probably benefits us <laughs> to be honest well, more no than, question. more than anybody else. I mean, it's, it's enjoyable. It's, it, 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 it's a great way to learn. There's nothing like teaching or having to talk about some part of scripture to, to learn it. 
Um, well, it's loop, just to loop back what you said before we went into that last break. We don't sit behind these mics with, you know, we've got this all figured out. <laughs> That's why we're behind the mics. No, actually, we we do this to encourage one another, to equip each other. Uh, and and the the value of having another brother to to work through a text and what we're going to do today and what you and I often do on Fridays is we take the scripture, we take the text, and we talk about, you know, there's three general ideas that when we look at the passage is, you know, as you look at that passage, Acts 17, 1 through 15, I think it is we're doing, or 1 through 16, yeah. something like that. Yep. Yeah, what caught your attention? I mean, as you, you know, when you read through a passage, what are you reading it for? Are you just reading it because it's, uh, I'm just trying to get through the Bible in a year? Uh, that may be the case for a lot of people, and good for you. That That's fine, but don't read it without seeing what's in it. Right. In fact, before you even open the Word, I want to encourage you, pray, pray. Ask God to show you what you need to see. Mm-hmm. And so that's what we talk about. What caught your attention, and why did it catch your attention? What can we learn about God? What can we learn about people? Right. What can you learn about yourself? And then how can we live differently in light of that particular passage? Yeah. That's what we're going to do today. But that's, you know, as you as we look at even the, what we've been working through this week, we've t- been talking about, as you mentioned, First Peter 2, 9, a couple of days ago, that we are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation of people of God's own possession that we might proclaim the excellencies of him who called us out of darkness and into light. But we are kingdom priests. And if we are kingdom priests, we're here to have an impact for the kingdom. Right. And God calls us to do that by living boldly through this passage. He calls us to speak biblically. I so appreciated what you sent me today, and I thought we might tackle a little. Just it, it was comical, yes. But this article, uh, it was I guess in Fox Business about this North Carolina woman who wins the five hundred thousand dollar lottery buying ticket uh, minutes before close before it closes. What? What? what yeah. Was the well, point? she said uh, she said that uh, the spirit told her. <laughs> To get up and go buy a ticket right before the uh, lottery closed, and she wound up winning five hundred thousand dollars. So, I guess the implication is that she won it because the Holy Spirit guided her to buy the ticket in the nick of time. So, not a uh, not a biblical uh, financial strategy that we would advocate here. Um, good for her. Uh, we don't want to rain on anyone's parade, but uh, that probably, I, probably was not yeah, the Holy. Probably Spirit. <laughs> not the way the Holy Spirit uh, normally operates. That's that's correct. But but anyway, we you know like no, like we said funny. we don't I, you know it's uh, on Fridays we try to have a little levity and uh, <laughs> maybe talk about a few lighter things. But um, I just thought that was that, that was that was funny. <clears throat> but that you know we we. N- how do we live boldly? How do we live confidently? You know, we we understand who God is and what he's doing. Yeah. Um, you understand what you've been called to. But <clears throat> but if we're going to live boldly, it's important that we we know the Bible right. so that we'll speak biblically. Well, and and just to put a cap on that story to to speak biblically, right? Uh 
Doug talked about this in SWAT, and maybe you guys have mentioned it on the air as well. It says in this passage that for for three straight Sundays, Paul went to the synagogue. Mm-hmm. And and what was he doing in between the Sabbaths? Or I said Sundays. Uh, right. Well, yeah. I guess it was Sundays yeah. for the early right. church, right? But what was he doing in between? And he was he was working. Yeah. He was a tent maker. Yeah, that's right. And of course, he writes, and the Bible says, if you if you don't work, you don't eat. And so that's probably a better strategy. Yeah. <laughs> Than a lottery ticket, you said. Then, uh, yeah, investing yeah, but, in the lottery. So. Uh, well, I think why I brought that up. Yes, he's probably not speaking biblically because the holy that would right. not be right. <laughs> but, right. Yeah, right. you're right. Uh, but it, but again, and, and we're not meaning to pick on this oh, one goodness, person. No, but, no. Well, but but in a general sense, people think either think things are in the Bible, which are not. And they quote it like it's in the Bible, or they'll live by it like it's in the Bible, or mm-hmm. they'll misinterpret yeah. the Bible, or they'll ignore things that are plainly there. Yeah. Um, you know, I think we've, and again, I won't get off on a, on a tangent too much here on this, but I've known people and had people say to me this whole idea that if you just have enough faith, if, if you haven't had an answer to prayer, you don't have enough faith. And we know that God answers prayers in different ways. The answer is not always going to be yes. Yeah. Um, it might be. It might be yes. It might be no. It might be wait. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> um, oh, he. Yeah. It, but but the point is that this idea that I, I knew a person who had terrible headaches, and she told me once that she knew that she was already healed, but that it was her lack of faith mm. that was preventing. <clears throat> her from experiencing the healing God's healing or the relief from the headaches. And I remember saying, are you still having the headaches? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I said, you're not healed Be- because God, for whatever reason has chosen not to do that, but it has nothing to do with your lack of faith. If we start believing that or going by that, we're in trouble. And that's well, not biblical. So, and again, and, I don't mean no, to get us and, down and, that and, path. And, but. No, that's not. I mean, that's the path we're on. The path we're on, when I think of of living boldly and speaking biblically, those do go hand in hand. Yeah. If you're going to live boldly, you're going to speak biblically. Yeah. And when you speak biblically, uh, what we're going to look at today, oftentimes that's going to result in some persecution yeah. and maybe some suffering. Yeah. So. The first point was, if we're going to have an impact, we're going to need, as as kingdom priests, to live boldly. We're going to need to speak biblically. Uh, I was going to say one of the questions we ought to ask for our for our listeners, call in with your, your favorite unbiblical, <laughs> biblical passage or scripture. You know, one of mine is, God, God won't give you more than you can handle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm, False. Right. right. <laughs> you know, no, God will give you more than right. you can handle so that you can lean on him. Yeah. Uh, it or, seems like he does that to me all the time. Or God helps those who help themselves. <laughs> right. You know, that's yeah. another one that yeah. I hear people say like it's uh, I want I was going to say, what, 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 what book and verse is that? Chapter <laughs> exactly. and verse is that? So when we talk about speaking biblically, you got to know the Bible sure. to speak biblically. And when you hear somebody speak unbiblically, again, we're not out here pointing the finger but it might be an opportunity to speak biblically to that person, mm-hmm. as you did with that woman, yeah. to say, that's not biblical. Yeah. And so, anyway, the third point, which you and I covered on Wednesday, was this idea that 
God calls us to be inclusive, to share inclusively. In other words, yes, I I enjoy meeting with certain types of people, <laughs> but God, Acts one eight, he, he Jesus said, "You will be my witnesses, Judea, Samaria, you know, throughout the ends of the earth." And so, the idea is, where are we going, or have we been in? Are we kind of do we have our own little holy huddle, yeah. or are we inclusive? Are we open to sharing the gospel with people who may not uh, vote the way you vote? Right. Well, and I think we're in a time. I, I don't think I know we're in a time where the world. And but when we say the world, we mean the unbelieving world, right? The right. world opposed to the reign of Christ. The world likes to label Christians as anti-put-in-whatever-group-of-people-that-you-want-to-put-in. Mm-hmm. Or or they want to label Christians as words ending in phobe, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, you know, you're a homophobe. Or ist. This, right. <laughs> and, and, and it's because Christians who speak biblically and live boldly proclaim the truth of God's Word. And the truth of God's Word is that God condemns certain behaviors. And we acknowledge that we're all sinners. I'm at the top of the list. And so the issue is not that we're that we're sinners or that we're 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 opposing people individually, we're speaking out and like Doug always says we're not affirming something that God calls wrong. And with that said, as as real believers and Christians, we want to love people that are struggling with sin. So the world wants to label us as hating people, but but if we're really acting like God wants us to act as believers, we're not going to hate people or be unkind yeah. to people. We're going to speak biblically in truth and in love, but we're not. But we're going to treat people the right way as God Amen. treated us, and I think that's the root of sharing inclusively. No doubt. No doubt. Anyway, uh, we're going to take a break for the news here at the bottom of the hour, and uh, we'll be back on the other side of the news. David Gray and Brad Sykes, glad to be with you here on SWAT Radio. Come on back for the last half hour of the week. SWAT Radio. Everyone, glad you're with us. David Gray and Brad Sykes here wrapping up another week. These weeks just continue to fly by. It's one thing I noticed, you know, you those of you who have listened for a while know I'm originally from the Northeast, although I've been in Florida for a long time. And, and one of the things that still amazes me is, you know, this, the, the calendar and the seasons are so marked by the weather in the northeast where i grew up 
Like by the time <clears throat> even mid-September rolls around October, man, you're starting to feel it in the air and the days are much shorter and the nights, you know, you're getting some nights maybe into the 30s and 40s by by October. And I remember as a kid, there was nothing worse than having to wear a jacket on Halloween. <laughs> you wear your costume, you have this great costume and you got to wear this stupid little <laughs> kid's jacket over your... But down here, man, the weather doesn't change that much, and all of a right. sudden it's Halloween. You say, "How did this happen?" Yeah, but so. I mean, we've had. Uh, I think we've got a little cold front coming in today, yeah. maybe, or I don't know. I thought we were going to get it last night, although it's, it was beautiful. Yeah, uh, yeah, I am. Cold front is a relative term. Well, I was going to say a cooler front, yep. but uh, yep. it's a nice change uh, I'm looking sure forward is. to a it little sure co- little cooler weather. Absolutely, but uh, you know. David, I, I want to get kind of we'll kind of move and move on to our kind of this the fourth point which we really haven't tackled and we'll kind of work through. There's not a whole lot to cover as far as this fourth point of our week. So we've talked about uh, as God's kingdom priest, He calls us to live boldly. He calls us to speak biblically. He calls us to share inclusively, and He calls us to suffer trustingly you know i was thinking about the fact that if we're gonna if we're gonna live boldly that means we're gonna speak biblically uh if we're gonna speak biblically that's gonna be a bold way of living and and as we share with inclusively think about that you're gonna share the bible inclusively you're probably going to share with people who would completely disagree and object to what you have to say and of course, Paul experienced tremendous persecution, and we've spoken about this over the last two or three weeks about the fact that if you look at Paul on his journey, his first missionary journey, and then a second missionary, what's he doing? He's going back to the places where he was persecuted. You know, I don't know. We live in a time where we're more about our comforts. Don't don't tell me to go where somebody doesn't like me. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's like you have a neighbor who doesn't like you. You never see him anymore. You know, <laughs> but if we love people, right? And then Paul loved these people, and he went back time and time again to disciple them to make sure they were great. You know, and and yeah, you've got the people there that love you. But there's still plenty of people who don't like you. Yeah, not only did he go back to these places where it's not like he's just going back to places where people disagreed with him verbally. He's going back through places where he was stoned. Exactly. And where he was beaten up and where he was physically abused, left for dead. Yes. I mean, yes. the story that yeah. we we were you know just looking at in uh, in either chapter 15 or 16 of Acts where he's stoned and left for dead. And then he gets up and walks back into the city. I guess that's in sixteen, probably. Right, right. I, right. If I'm remembering correctly, but he he go he and then and then he like you said he go he intentionally goes back through the cities. So great is his love for the converts that were there, that the believers that were there. But also, you know, he wanted to go back and try again to appeal to those that 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 absolutely hated him. no question absolutely no question. Uh, I, I think of Jesus ministering to peter uh after peter rejected him jesus said and after you have suffered a little while the god of all grace who has called you to his eternal glory in christ will himself restore confirm strengthen 
and establish you. Uh, there's an idea that as we live boldly, speak biblically, share inclusively, there's going to be some persecution. You're you're just going to come up against people who are going to not like what not like your message. Now, we don't really experience persecution, you know. I mean, in in the sense that Paul is speaking of it here, but the reality is, God, it is it is we we do this trusting that even the suffering has been sifted through God's hands. And I think it's important to remember, you think about what Paul says, for I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy, worth comparing with the glory that is to be revealed to us. Yeah. But you brought that up the other day. What was it that Paul had discovered and believed and become so certain of Mm -hmm. that he was willing to do all of this? And we we talked about that the other day, and that's one of the verses, right? We get the glimpses into what he was hanging on to that 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 made him willing to go through all of the things that he went through. So think about Romans five three. More than that, we rejoice in our suffering. Right. Now he goes on, he says, knowing how do you rejoice in your suffering? You know, he says, that the suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope, and hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. Yeah. yeah. And, there, and I mean, throughout Scripture, we see this idea that if we're going to live biblically, we're going to we're going to live boldly. We're going to speak biblically. We're going to share inclusively. We're going to suffer, yeah. and we should suffer. knowing Listen, people have often asked me, "How do you?" You know, as James said, consider it pure joy when because our joy is so circumstantial. Yeah. And if I have a good round of golf, man, I am full of joy. <laughs> exactly. I love that tiger pump. I'm giving there. the fist pump. Yeah, breath. that's a tiger pump. That was a tiger pump. Yeah. I mean, we're so circumstantial in our happiness and yeah. our joy. Yeah. We rejoice when things go well. Yep. Well, do we rejoice in our suffering? Well, you you will rejoice when you know what God is doing in that. Yeah. And that's what Paul's getting at. And it doesn't mean, I don't think it means that we go out seeking it. Definitely not. And it doesn't mean that when you have some persecution or, or suffering in your life, that you're doing cartwheels across your front lawn. <laughs> not that I could do that physically anyway. I want to see that. Even on my best day. <laughs> but But it means that deep down... You know, Peter says, don't be surprised. At the, yeah. Or James says the same thing. Don't right. be surprised at the fiery trials that you're suffering. God is using that to refine our faith, which is more precious than gold. And also, in this part, I think, you know, there's certain things in the Bible. I, I used to think sometimes when I would say or others would say, well, that's kind of a mystery. It was a good way of saying, I don't know what it means. <laughs> you know, let's move on to something else. Punt. But but I think I think it's true that there are certain things in Scripture that are a bit of a mystery, and God it kind of there to draw us in deeper. But this mm-hmm. idea of sharing in the sufferings of Christ, yeah, yeah, there is a mis- an element of mystery there that I don't understand. But but that somehow Paul knew that what he was he was so connected to Jesus. And remember, Luke begins Acts by saying, "In my previous book, I wrote about everything Jesus began to do." Right. 
So he's continuing his work by the Holy Spirit through the growth of the church. And he says, you're going to do more than I did. Exactly. Exactly. So Paul knows that his suffering is connected and intertwined with, with Jesus' suffering. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. And, he, and he considered that an honor and a privilege to suffer for the sake of Christ and suffer yeah. for in the way that Jesus did. And somehow we know, right, Jesus said, it says that Jesus scorned the shame of the cross for the joy set before him. Exactly. And, and as an aside, by the way, that joy is us. That's right. That's right. Um, His bride. Which is a great thing to think about. Um, but apparently, you know, it seems like Paul was able to do the same thing. Yes, exactly. You know, I was, and I want to say this because I don't want people to get the wrong idea. When people are suffering, I've got a, a dear friend of mine who just lost his 16-year-old son this week. Uh, he had got hit on his bicycle. And he's been in a coma, I think, for the last two weeks. Well, I can't fathom what that must be. He is grieving. And we're told to grieve with one another, to bear the burdens of one another. So it's not the idea that, good deal. Right. No. I mean, we grieve for those who are hurting. But we're reminded in Scripture that God is working things out. As you said, it's a mystery. We can't understand. We know, we know that God, we do believe the scriptures that God is working all things out for those who are called according to His purposes. Okay, yes, I, I do believe that. It doesn't really remove the pain. It doesn't remove the grief. No. It's it's real and it's raw, and and that's not to you know harden over, get over it. No, man, we're, we should be grieving. Look at the emotion Jesus had on yes. several occasions, and he knew everything that was going to happen. Even when Lazarus died, he knew what he was going to do. Absolutely. Now, I mean, Jesus said, if there's any other way, right, take right, this cup from me. Right, right. So let, me, let me say, this is, I love this verse, Psalm 34, 19. It says, many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers them out of them all. Mm. And and that's not he's going to deliver you today. One day, the Lord will deliver us out of that. There will be no more pain, right. no more death. And uh, on that day, you know, we know that day is coming. And I'm often saying, "Come, Lord Jesus, come quickly," yep. uh, because this is a painful world we're living in. But if you're still here, God's working on you. Yeah, and He's still got stuff for you to do. We've talked about that before. If once we're saved, why doesn't God just take us right to heaven? It's, because he who began a good work in yeah. you will bring it to completion. He's got right? things for us to do. And Doug has said this too. If When we're in Christ and we're still here, don't worry about, don't worry about what's going to happen because God's going to keep us here till he's, till we've completed what he set out for us to do. Exactly. Because he's going to, he, like you said, the verse in Romans that says he's working all things out. Yeah. Through us, that's and, right, and, and you know, and willing through us. So, well, it's a, that's good news. It sure doesn't is. take away the pain no. of of sin. You know, we live in a fallen world. It's bent. It's broken. Right. We're gonna we're gonna experience the pain of that. So it's not, hey, I'm joyful in good circumstances. No, we're joyful because we know God is working things out for His glory, in spite of the circumstances. Exactly. Right. We're gonna take our last break of the day. On SWAT Radio, we're going to look at uh, Act 17 when we come back. 
in a little bit more detail. Glad you're with us and come back after the break. This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. Highway to Eternity Ministries is a ministry dedicated to encouraging those who have lost hope and coming alongside those who cannot find peace and are considered unfit for inclusion in Christ Church. They use published works to teach God's Word and share encouraging testimonies of transformed lives. Highway to Eternity Ministries serves as a parachurch ministry that comes alongside churches to share its passion and commitment through spiritual writings, nuances, and experiences to everyone who has an interest in the teachings of Jesus Christ. For more information, contact Jeff Andrews at 904-436-5175. I pull, go back and forth, finding myself Pounding on a locked door I try to make it out alone without your help But I know I'll never win this war I can never be, never be free without you I can never be, never be me without you Welcome back to SWAT Radio, everyone. Glad you're here. We are looking at Acts chapter 17, verses 1 through 15. And I'm going to read that passage right now, and then Brad and I are going to take a look at it using the format that we've been going through the last few Fridays, which is to look at the passage and ask a few questions. Ask and try to answer uh, a few questions that uh, might help us better understand the passage, and and not only that, better remember it and better apply it. So uh, this is Acts 17, verses 1 through 15 talking about Paul and Silas. Now, when they had passed through Amphipolis and Apollonia, they came to Thessalonica, where there was a synagogue of the Jews. And Paul went in, as was his custom, and on three Sabbath days he reasoned with them from the Scriptures, explaining and proving that it was necessary for the Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead, saying, This Jesus, whom I proclaim to you, is the Christ." And some of them were persuaded and joined Paul and Silas, as did a great many of the devout Greeks, and not a few of the leading women. But the Jews were jealous, and taking some wicked men of the rabble, they formed a mob, set the city in an uproar, and attacked the house of Jason, seeking to bring them out to the crowd. And when they could not find them, they dragged Jason and some of the brothers before the city authorities, shouting, These men who have turned the world upside down have come here also. And Jason has received them, and they are all acting against the decrees of Caesar, saying that there is another king, Jesus. And the people and the city authorities were disturbed when they heard these things. And when they had taken money as security from Jason and the rest, they let them go. The brothers immediately sent Paul and Silas away by night to Berea, and when they arrived, they went into the Jewish synagogue. Now these Jews were more noble than those in Thessalonica, They received the word with all eagerness, examining the scriptures daily to see if these things were so. Many of them, therefore, believed with not a few Greek women of high standing as well as men. 
But when the Jews from Thessalonica learned that the word of God was proclaimed by Paul at Berea also, they came there too, agitating and stirring up the crowds. Then the brothers immediately sent Paul off on his way to the sea, but Silas and Timothy remained there. Those who conducted Paul brought him as far as Athens, and after receiving a command for Silas and Timothy to come to him as soon as possible, they departed. May the Lord bless the reading of his word. Well, we're familiar with this text, and there's there's three main questions, David, that you and I work over. And we brought this to this Friday afternoon uh, study because I think it's, well, Jesus' last command before he ascends to the Father is to make disciples. And if we're going to make disciples, then we're going to have to meet with people, and we're going to have to teach them. Jesus said, go therefore and make disciples, teaching them. Not just teaching them, but teaching them to obey. Well, first thing we should obey is the fact that he told us to go make disciples. So what does that look like? And that's why we wanted to introduce this idea that as we read through a passage, that's the first. Well, if you've been listening for the last 40-something minutes, you've listened to David and I, first of all, just kind of socially get connected then we've talked about our week or whatever. And that's generally the way I do it, David. I'm sure you're, you're kind of the same way. If I meet with a guy and I'm consistently meeting with this person, there, there's this idea that we look, we look back, we look up, and we look forward. The looking back aspect of it is that, hey, how was your week? You know, get caught up on your week. And one of the things we do when we look back is when we – when we left last week, we kind of make some commitments to each other um, that I'm going to do this. You know, I'm, I'm kind of giving you my word. I'm going to really work at doing this because ultimately, so what? Okay, we've got all this information. What are you going to do with it now? And it may be, hey, I'm going to share this particular story with my wife, my children, my neighbor, my coworker, whatever it is. And then when we come back together, I'm going to say, hey, David, how'd that go with your coworker? So when we look back, that's what we're doing. We're looking back. How, how was your week? How, how did that go last yeah. week? And it's not an opportunity to beat each other. I was going to say, it's the way God is with us, accountability without condemnation. Exactly. Hey, <laughs> if you and I made a commitment to each other that, hey, we're going to work for the next year, let's meet at the gym three days a week. If I don't show up for like 14 days, if I don't show up for a week, Hopefully our relationship is good enough that you're going to call me and go, dude, what's going on? Right. Okay. Well, so the idea is that we're every week we're getting back together and we're talking about, hey, how did you do? Because part of discipleship, and we believe this at SWAT, is accountability. It's being able to say, hey, you, you said you were going to do that. How'd that go? Mm-hmm. It's not it's not to go, you know, hey, I'm going to beat you over the exactly. head with it. Exactly. It's just, hey, how'd that go? So yeah. we're looking back. Then we're looking up, which is exactly what we just did. Looking up is we're looking, we're looking to God. What we're looking to His Word. So we're reading through the passage, and these questions are are the are the main the main questions that we ask. And what what are they, David? Well, <laughs> what jumps out at you from the text? Uh, and I have four that we went over. What jumps okay. out at you from the text? With whom do you most identify? Mm-hmm. Um, what does the passage say about God? What does it say about people? Mm-hmm. And so what? What yeah. am I going to do yeah. with the past? How, How can live I live differently? differently? Exactly. Right. 
Right. So what what is it? What well, grabs your attention? There's a few here? things. This is a long passage, maybe longer yeah. than what we normally read. But, yes, definitely. But one of the things that really jumped out at me was this uh, was Jason. Yeah. He, I think this is the only place he's mentioned. It is in scripture, and um, it says they attacked his house. Right. We tend to maybe I gloss over hmm. these kind of things sometimes, but it, they attacked his house. Um, they made false accusations about him. And and we don't they didn't find Paul and Silas and Timothy there. So we don't know if they were there, but Jason must have been we know he was a believer because the, the, the word says here that he is, but he must have been associating with Paul and Silas and Timothy, and they knew he was with him, and so the 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 the, the aspect of suffer trustingly. Jason must have known that by associating himself with Paul, he was putting himself at risk. Exactly. And here it plays out and we're not told anything else about him but yet this is a big deal yeah so here's what caught my attention and you said you had like four things well there's there is a lot in here that would catch your attention but for sake of time what caught my attention is the verse is verse uh, six at the end of verse six it says these men who have turned the world upside down have come here also you know i I would i wonder if people would ever say that of, of you and i would they ever say, man, Brad and David are, have turned the world upside down? How have they turned the world upside down? Well, when you think about what's going on there, Caesar was king. I mean, to everybody around them. I mean, you bowed the knee to Caesar, not Paul, right. <laughs> not these brothers. Right. They were not going to do that. Right. Uh, Jesus is now their king. You know, in, in our day, we say Jesus is our king. We might even know the scriptures, but we, do we live as though he's king? In other words, do we live as though Jesus is Lord? We say he's Lord, but if he is Lord, then your life reflects that. Right. And I think as, as believers who are living for the Lord, we're going to be radically different than the rest of the world. Yeah. And, so, and when and, we're not, we repent of that because amen. we do fall short of that. <laughs> And, every day and, and multiple Doug, times a and day. doug points that out all the time when we do we repent quickly yeah and don't yeah. wallow in it and and let's get going again that that's kind of the attitude that yeah. we take so. and i think it's interesting that you brought jason up i, I didn't think about that if you were going to be around paul and this group they had they had to they witnessed paul sure being stoned sure i don't know would you if you were to see that, we go, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna really, uh, I'm not sure I'm gonna follow that group. I, yeah. I, I may believe what they believe, right? But am I gonna follow them? Am I gonna do what they're? Am I gonna be part of that group? Because Doug, one of the questions here that Doug kind of ended the lesson with is, am I going to be a watcher, a doer, or a do nothing follower mm. of Jesus? Right. Because we can do that in America. Sure. sure. Listen, I can be a do nothing. Or I can be a uh, I can be a part of this group who's really turning the world upside yep. down. So, so who did you identify with? <laughs> <laughs> That's a tough one. It is a know? tough one, and because because um, we want to say we identify with Paul. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, and I, I do in a large way. I've but. I've read the inside cover of my Bible here on this broadcast, and I don't. It's not not the Bible I have right here in front of me. It's another Bible that was written. Uh, the ins- when you give a gift of a Bible, I usually write something on the inside cover. And the only reason I do that 
is because that was what was done to me. And my brother-in-law, who led me to Christ and discipled me, he wrote inside the, the cover, uh, be a Berean. Mm-hmm. Be a Berean. Right. Examine right. the scriptures. Right. Right. Don't be a spoon-fed Christian. Yeah. I, I would probably identify as, as a Berean. Uh, I love to study the the word. I love to examine the scriptures. Um, you know, I think sometimes I'm not as good at, at putting these things to the test to see if they're true, but I do in some ways see myself as a Berean. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was continuing the Jason theme. I, again, not much is known about him. And I guess I was thinking about it, not so much that I could identify with him, although I think there are elements of it that I could, but that I would empathize with him or or try to put myself in his shoes. What was that like for him? Yeah, yeah. To yeah. probably have been living in relative peace for a while, and all of a sudden, these guys show up, and my house is being attacked. I'm thrown in, I, and i got to put up money to get yeah. out of jail. Yeah, and I'm part of that group that's turning the world upside down. Absolutely. So yeah. what about, real quick, uh, what, what does it say about God? Yep. we got a minute left. His, that That... His plan to grow the church among the Gentiles was going to succeed no matter what, that men can't thwart God. I yeah. thought of Psalm 2. Yeah. Why do the nations rage? God laughs yeah, exactly. and makes them his footstool. Good, good so. point. Yeah, I think for me it's that Yeah, God is going to fulfill his purposes. If we're going to be a part of that, you know, it's going to be tough. Yeah. It's yep. going to be tough. And then how do we live differently? It's what we've been talking about from all week, right? Yeah. Living boldly, speaking biblically sharing inclusively and suffer trustingly and next week a little teaser right we'll get into seeing the world through divine eyes and engaging the world with a divine message Ooh, so good i can't a little, wait little teaser for brad great great to be with you hey, as have always a gr- have a great weekend everybody have a great weekend and come on back on monday on swat radio If you missed a SWAT radio broadcast this week and would like to hear any show in its entirety, then go to SWATradio.com. Click on Past Shows, where you can listen to the broadcast. Also, if you're looking for a band of brothers that gather around God's Word to be a part of, then go to SWATradio.com and email one of our hosts, and they can get you plugged in to one of the local SWAT Bible studies. Tune in next time to explore how SWAT radio is strengthening spiritual